When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck, and each week I ask a different NASCAR driver the same 12 questions. And up this week, it's Ryan Blaney of Team Penske. Just wanted to give you a little bit of the behind the curtain stuff uh, that you'll appreciate because like how this stuff works sometimes. I thought this was a really cool story. Um, So I emailed Ryan Blaney's PR representative. That's what you do in NASCAR. You go through the PR reps, at least for, you know, the drivers who are in demand. Uh, You don't just go straight to the driver. You know, you got to get on their schedule and all that stuff. And sometimes it takes weeks or they say, no, not at all. Anyway, I emailed uh, Kyle Zimmerman, Ryan Blaney's PR guy, and said, you know, um, I'd like to see if Ryan was interested in doing one before the end of the season. I know the playoffs are going on right now, but, you know, maybe sometime in the next month or whatever and told him what races I was going to be at. Anyway, gets back to me in like an hour or less, and this was at at night when I had emailed this, and he's like, how about tomorrow morning, like 8 a.m. or whatever? I'm like, oh, wow, that was quick. So Ryan Blaney... Um, a very accessible star uh, for NASCAR standards and really appreciate him being willing to do so uh, and say yes so quickly. And we were able to uh, knock this interview out and I hope it's one that you will enjoy. So let's give it a listen. All right, everybody. I'm with Ryan Blaney for the latest 12 questions. I just looked, we've been doing this since 2014. So I think we're getting somewhat old here, but I'm glad you're back for another one. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be back. I like reading them. Um, first one is when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? There's been occasions, uh, I'll kind of take steps to like get there. They're like, Oh, what do you do? Um, uh, like, Oh, I work for a race team. They're like, Oh, what race team? And I say, Oh, Penske up in Mooresville. And if they ask, usually it kind of ends there, but then uh-huh. sometimes like, well, what do you do for them? I'm like, ah, I drive for them. And like you drive the race car, I'm like, yeah, and then we'll kind of go from there. But um, <laughs> I won't. I used to. I used to like. I used to enjoy making up ridiculous backstories of like what I do. Like, uh, I had an Alaskan Railroad hat on one night, and I convinced people I worked at the Alaskan Railroad. And I was in town <laughs> visiting. Uh, but I'll usually take steps. It kind of depends if I like the person or not. Like, if it's a random, you know, if it's like if I'm playing 18 holes with them you get paired up with someone random, you're going to, you know, make conversation, be nice. Don't be a jerk. But, uh, yeah, I usually take steps to do it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, which current driver have you known for the longest? Oh, I mean, either chase or Bubba. I mean, we, we've known each other since we were, you know, 10 years old, honestly, maybe Jeb Burton. You know, he, Hmm. he and I grew up in the bus lot together when our dads were racing. So either, Bubba, Chase, or Jeb. I think I've known Jeb the longest, probably. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. The bus lot life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car? Yeah, there's different kinds of them. Um, you know, maybe one that you're not expecting like at a speedway and just it kind of is over before you know it. You don't really have time. The worst ones are honestly like I had one this year at Nashville where I exploded a brake rotor going into one and I had like, it felt like a full minute before I hit the fence. Um, but it was probably, you know, two seconds, but you're just waiting and you're not slowing down. You're like, this is going to hurt. Those are the worst ones where you blow a tire or something and you are just kind of waiting for it because you kind of tense up because you know, it's going to happen. But, um, yeah, there's, I tell a lot of people, honestly, the ones that don't look that bad are usually the worst ones, like a blown tire or, or no brakes. Um, sometimes, you know, ones that look bad, like flips or something, those usually aren't terrible because it's, you know, you kind of have momentum, but the hard stop impacts are, those are the worst ones. So you'll be sore for a little bit, but I've never had a major injury in a race car, thankfully, and knock on wood on that. But um, yeah, some hurt worse than others. Okay. Interesting. Um do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? I started playing golf. I don't know if I'm proud of it or not. Uh, <laughs> that could be a bad habit. Part, yeah, I know. Uh, I picked it up last year in quarantine. I've never really played. And uh, it was like the only thing to do. And uh, I, I really, and I highly enjoy playing nowadays. Um, it's a fun thing to do. I enjoy it because it's, I think I relate it to racing as far as like trying to clear your head and like focus on, the next shot. Like if you hit a bad one, like there's nothing you can do about it. So just forget about it and move on to the next one. I feel like that's can go a long ways with racing. If you make a mistake, just forget about it and learn what you did wrong and move on. Um, other than that, I'm a pretty good uncle and that's been fun the last few, uh, couple of years. So um, that was not really my, my, you know, choice that, you know, I didn't know I was going to be an <laughs> uncle, but you know, it just happened and, I love my nephews. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that part's nice. I like that part for the golf stuff. Did you, did you take lessons or are you self-taught? I didn't take lessons. Um, I'm, I've thought about it just to like, get over a certain hump, uh, and just kind of, you know, talk to somebody who knows what they're doing, but I'm self-taught. I'm like an 11 handicap. Uh, so it's wow. not bad. And, um, but, but, I can go out and I can go shoot a low 80 or I'll go out and I'll shoot a 95. It's just kind of, it just depends on the day. So that's the frustrating part to me about it is you can be really, you know, at your best one day and then not know what you did different the next day and you go shoot 10 strokes different. That's the hard part about the sport. And, uh, but it's, it's fun to learn. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, what makes you laugh during a race? Um, man, uh, I don't know. This kind of, you can, there's some things out there that you see that like if two guys are racing with each other and like, you kind of know what one guy's going to do to try to pass him and he pulls it off or something, or it doesn't work. Like I'm like, Oh, he's going to try to dive it off in there on the bottom and slide it in front of him. And if it doesn't work, I'll kind of chuckle at that. Cause I'm like, I called that. Uh -huh. Um, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, and I laughed at Daytona um, when we missed that big wreck, uh, and I was like, I don't know how the hell we missed it, missed that thing. And and Todd was like, if you're driving to town, I was like, I had my eyes closed. And I started laughing <laughs> at that. Uh, but yeah, just kind of little things in there. Some things Josh says are, are pretty funny. Okay, what is a quality or skill you envy in other drivers? 
man. I mean, I mean, I, I could point out, you know, I think Larson's like one of the most talented race car drivers, you know, out there. Um, you know, just his ability to jump from a cup car to a sprint car to a dirt late model back to a cup car and just to do it so easily. It's like, damn, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Like that you can do all that stuff and, you know, go jump in a sprint car for hot laps and you have two laps, three laps and you're top of the board. You know, it's just, it's just nuts to me. And he's had a lot of experience. I mean, he grew up doing it, but still like to be able to just go fluidly back and forth and him winning Knoxville, you know, that's a huge accomplishment. So his, his like versatility as a race car driver is, is really, really impressive. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty jealous of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand that. Um, so this next one's a, a wild card question. Um, we're mixing it up for each guy. This is sort of a, a two part one. Cause I don't really, first of all, I don't, how do you feel about the nickname YRB? Like I've never seen it on a shirt or anything, but I've also yeah. ne- never seen you like object to it and be like, don't call me that. Are yeah. you cool with that nickname? Uh, yeah. Well, stay tuned on the, that logo coming out maybe soon. Uh, we're okay. working on something, like that, but, uh, yeah, I don't really know where it started. Um, to be honest with you, people call me that. Um, and people ask me that. I've gotten a lot of questions about the YRB thing here lately. They're like, you're 27 now. Are you still like a young Ryan Blaney? I'm like, I'm not that old. I'm like, geez, man, I'm 27. <laughs> like, I was like, maybe like 30, I'll be like middle-aged Ryan Blaney. And then 40, I'll be like, you're getting there, Ryan Blaney. And 50, I'll be like, yeah, you're, you're old. So uh, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't, I don't really care. Um, the YRB thing, that's... You know, you have like 400 pound dudes named tiny. So, you know, you can kind of play both of them. So I don't, I don't mind that sticking around. That's a pretty neat nickname. Not as cool as my dad. I mean, my dad was the Buckeye bullet. That was the coolest nickname of all time. But uh, yeah, I don't mind YRB. I like it. Okay. Interesting. It's funny you mentioned the middle age thing. Cause that, that's, that was my second part of my question. That I have written down, like, is it going to evolve into MARB or ORB or whatever? But I, like you said, I mean, YRB, you could, it might be ironic at some point. Like when you're 50 and people are like, hey, young Ryan Blaney, you know? Yeah, I think it'll make me feel good when I'm older. So, (laughs) All right, so YRB it is. Okay, good to know. Um, Ryan, this has become a a remote work world. And, uh, of course, you grew up in North Carolina, so I'm not sure you'd want to move. But if you could move to a different state than where the team shop is, uh, where would you want to live? For me personally, you know, um, I want to you know, live where the shop is, you know, just cause you go in there. Um, you know, yeah, it's become more remote, you know, in, in these times right now, but you know, you still can go in there and, and being safe and see everybody, you know, be face to face, not just see them on the weekends. Um, I mean, if I would live anywhere, I would, I would, you know, I'm going to move out that West, like to Montana or Wyoming or something when I retire. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would rather be, in the in the state of the same shop you know within driving distance but um if it was fully remote and like you're banned from you know being in the race shop yeah i'd go montana or wyoming or something like that yeah all right sounds cool that that seems to fit your personality pretty well there (laughs) um what is an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're comfortable sharing with us now man i i uh it was very embarrassing to me i um I gave a race away in like 2015 at Indy, an Xfinity race, uh, had lead, uh, in front of Kyle Busch and like just completely botched turn two. And he drove right past me on the back stretch and 
and ended up winning the race and uh, I lost an indie race for Roger. That's very, very bad. And uh, I was really embarrassed. Um, like almost hung it up. Like did not want to, like, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Um, because like, that's just such a, you know, rookie mistake. Uh, that was one of the most embarrassing things. Like I was afraid to show my face. Like I was just so ashamed of it. Uh, so that was probably the most embarrassing moment there. Wow. Okay. I don't even think I, that stuck out on my radar, but to you, obviously it was, you know, pretty big. Um, if someone were to hand you an envelope and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career win, would you want to open it? Man, that's like, that's like trying to, that's like get someone giving you a date, like when you die or something, you know, like, do you want to know when you die? Uh, date of my final career win. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to know that. Uh, you know, whether it's 15 years in the future or five years in the future, you know, you'd like to know it, you know, everything in the middle is up in the air. So, um, it would kind of give you like a little bit of an idea of how long to keep going. Like ideally it'd be like, you know, 10, 15 years into the future is that your final win. So you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, you know, I can still win, uh, you know, for this long. Uh, so that, that'd be kind of neat. So yeah, I'd, I'd want to know that. Okay. All right. Have you achieved your childhood dream? Well, depending on how young I was, what, what my dream was, I'm not a, I'm not a fireman. I'm not an astronaut, uh, not a cowboy. So <laughs> when I grew up a little bit and started stop playing pretend, uh, yeah, I mean, my dream as a kid was to just do what dad did. You know, I mean, you know, watching dad every weekend, traveling with him a lot, a lot. You know, I just wanted to do what dad did. And, um, you know, been fortunate enough to, make that happen and then some great opportunities. And, uh, so yeah, I'd say my childhood dream, um, is, is on its way. I mean, the dream is obviously also to win a championship, but, but back then I just wanted to do what dad did, uh, no matter what it was. And, um, you know, yeah. So I, I'd say accomplished. Yeah. First part. All of right. It. Cool. So, um, obviously each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And the last cool. one I did was with Michael Waltrip and he wanted to know, um, what is the best one moment of your whole career of everything you've done? What one thing stands out above the rest? Man, um, that's a good question. I'd say a moment that uh, will always be probably the most special to me is like the first cup win um, at Pocono with the Wood Brothers. That was just a cool moment um, with everybody there. It was a lot of that team's first cup win too. Uh, so that was special to have with all those people. And just, I remember talking to Eddie and Lynn Wood in victory lane and that was just really cool. We just stood there and talked for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes about everything. And that, that was just really neat. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the, the thing, you know, that's, that's like the best memory so far. And there's a lot of good memories in there for sure. But yeah, that, that one was hard to beat. And then the night following was, was very hard to beat too. That was a fun night. <laughs> Uh, so that was, that was pretty good. That's awesome. Uh, so I don't know who the next, um, interview is with yet. So you could either give, um, a general question that I could ask any driver or when I know who it is, uh, I can double back with you and, um, get a specific one up to you. Yeah. Get back with me, see who it is. And, uh, and that'll also give me time to even think of a question too. So yeah, get back with me and maybe it'll be specific for that person or I'll be able to have a good, good thought process and, and a good question. All right, everybody, there you have it. YRB on the 12 questions, not M-A-R-B or O-R-B. 
guess he'll probably just always be uh, YRB. But I've always thought that was a cool, cool nickname, and uh, it's cool to see that he's embracing it as well. And uh, we will see what his question will be for the next interview, which I don't know who it is yet. So TBA on that. But uh, I appreciate you listening as always. Now, um, I, I have to say something that I said on the teardown as well. For the last few podcasts that I've been doing here on the 12 questions, I've been saying, oh, like the 50% off deal for the athletic, it's about to end um, because it was first they were going to do it. Uh, that was going to end on September 13th. And they said, okay, no, it's going really well. We're going to extend it to September 20th, this deal being for the start of football season. But it applies to the whole site, so you can use it for racing as well. So I was telling everybody, oh, you got you to do it now. You got to do it now. They just told us it's been extended to October 20th. It's going like fantastic. People really want to take advantage of this 50% off deal. So I don't want you to think I was just like stringing you along being like, oh, you got to do it now. And I really knew that it was going to keep going. No, I didn't know that. But the good news is you have more chances to subscribe if you haven't done it yet. Um, I have some stories that have been on The Athletic late, lately that I've really been proud of, um, in, in addition to Jordan Bianchi's content as well for racing. Um, I went and hung out with Brad Kozlowski at his Kozlowski Advanced Manufacturing, and we talked about how that's preparing him for his new role um, as driver-owner at Roush. I went and hung out with Kyle Busch and Brexton at the dirt track to watch how Kyle Busch teaches him. It was really interesting um, to see the tug of war between Kyle and his dad and their different philosophies on teaching Brexton. Uh, went go-karting with William Byron um, to teach me how he gets prepared for these 750 horsepower races, which was really an unbelievable experience and an eye-opener for me. And um, I had this interview that I've been working on, this long story I've been working on with Noah Gregson, um, started working on it in May and it recently just came out on the athletic, um, uh, basically trying to tell who, who, who is this guy really? Um, who's the real Noah Gregson. So hopefully you'll subscribe for those reasons. If not the 12 questions, which you get early access to as you're a subscriber. So anyway, that's my pitch. And to do so, you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions and you will see that 50% off deal through, um, mid October. So Anyway, again, thanks for listening so much, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.